Check this out. Welcome, welcome to the LDA Big Show. Hockey sports, life for the adult athletes. Yeah. Powered by the Beer League Players Association. You better follow me. Follow us. BLPA on every social media outlet. Follow the crew on Twitter at Nicker Jones. Let's get it. Here we go. Here we go. Welcome to the greatest sports show in the world. Good week, everybody. Hey, two episodes in one week. We're really killing it this week. This time we got the whole crew on. We got Jess. Jess, what's going on? Hey, Nick. How's it going? Going well. We got Kev. What's going on? What's up? And we got second Nick, Nikki Boston on here. Nikki, what's going on, buddy? How's it hanging, brother? It's going good. Hey, before we get going, I just want to tell everyone you can find us uh, on all social media channels at the BLPA. Uh, you can find Jess at Will's Like My Bag. <laughs> you can find me at Nicker Jones on Twitter. You can find uh, Nikki Boston at Coach underscore Nick 44. And I don't know where you can find Kev because he doesn't have it, but I think uh, at Ficus Kev at Twitter. You can find Kev. <laughs> I don't do the I don't do the Twitter. I don't do oh, the Twitter. What do you mean? Oh, oh, like that's Instagram. I mean, you yeah. gotta find us somewhere. But if, yeah. but if I did have a fi- a handle, it would definitely be. Ficus. I'm gonna ma- I'm actually gonna make one. Yeah. I'm just gonna post a different picture of Ficus every day. It'll be uh, uh, just Photoshop me next to it with my arm around it. Exactly. Exactly. Perfect. Um, also, this show uh, brought to you by our good friends over at HockeyWolf. HockeyWolf.com. Ow! 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 ow, ow. ow. Wolf.com, beer leaguers just like you and me trying to make the game more affordable my man travel over there is just he's just killing it if you need team gear if you need some uh, uh hockey your own personal gear i think they even have lacrosse stuff so you can get in there you can uh you can you know outfit yourself outfit your team make it more affordable so go check them out hockeywolf.com ow, 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 ow. all right so i got i have an update on what well, last weekend we, we talked about uh is, is it too cold for pond hockey? It, 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 will there be? And, and we, I played in this pond hockey tournament, the Binghamton Pond Hockey Festival. And I want to I be frank and honest. I am so stoked they canceled on Friday. <laughs> <laughs> and not even just cold as fuck. Like it, it was, and it wasn't even the, the temperature. It was the wind. Like the wind was blowing at like 40 miles an hour. It was like a minus 46 wind chill. So you know what? Is it can it be too cold for hockey? You're goddamn right it can be. <laughs> going 40 miles an hour, you don't want to be outside. You talked so much shit too. Uh, well, I did. And listen, hey, and I'm I'm gonna st- I'm a stand up guy, and I'm gonna admit I was wrong. I, I would not if I would have walked out that day and said I got to go put hockey gear on. I would have said no, I'm not gonna go put hockey gear on today. Wow! Wow! I haven't hit that spot yet. I, I'm sorry, guys. <laughs> I, if someone's got a game going, I will never say no. I, and I, 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 if I, but there might be a time. Again, I'm 42 years old. I haven't played pond hockey in in, in forever. So, I, but I don't know, Nikki. That's I, I, listen. Yeah. It was, I actually couldn't play uh, the whole weekend because my back, I hurt my back pretty bad. Like I fell shoveling snow. So I know that's, that's <laughs> speaking such of a old thing to do. Uh, and because I had a tournament this weekend, that was actually our tournament. I was like, I want to make sure that I can play because this tournament we got coming up in Savannah this weekend, uh, we have 80 players, uh, 84 sold out, but we have 80 players and 68 of them are first time players with us. So I wanted to be Very like, cool. I mean, I'm going to score zero goals, but I'm going to be there on the ice. And it's, it's just going to be, it's going to be electric. And, uh, but anyway, we, it was too cold on Friday, but then we went up Saturday and it was still really freaking cold, but there was no wind. The sun was shining and it was, uh, I mean, we spent all day out there 
They had fire pits all around. It was it was amazing. I, I love it. We're gonna do a, a pond hockey tournament up there next year uh, around the same area. It's going it's going to be insane. Hopefully, it won't be minus forty uh, with the wind chill or whatever it was, and uh, I won't have to say, oh, sorry, we gotta cancel a couple of days. But uh, it was great time in, in Binghamton, and then like I said, I'm in Oklahoma City right now. Uh, visiting my folks on my way to Savannah, Georgia on Thursday. And I, it's a, it's a new hockey town for us. It's a new hockey town for them. I think. Gotta love it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm, it is. I'm super stoked. Gotta super, love it. Super stoked about it. Um, so we got that coming up, which is going to be insane. But the biggest thing we got coming on and she, she's going to come on here uh, in a few minutes is we got uh, uh, Nikki Boston's cousin, uh, Sarah Sivian. She's on a podcast called too many men. You've probably seen her on the NHL network. Uh, she was at the all-star game, uh, all the festivities all weekend. So she's going to come on and talk to us a little bit about this. Uh, and we're going to talk about uh, furthering the, the women's game. I mean, obviously you guys have seen an influx of women in the sport here in the last few years. And so we want to just talk to her about that and see kind of uh, what her thoughts on that. You know, what, what's the NHL doing well in terms of promoting the women's uh, in the sport and what they're not doing so well. I'm going to put her on the hot seat and make her answer some tough questions. And, uh, and then have a lot of fun. I think she's going to talk us talk to us about some really cool stuff. Um, but is there anything we want to get to before before uh, Sarah gets here in a few minutes? Well, okay, you got something? No, I, I'm going to save my stuff for when she's on. Yeah, no, I, I mean, away from the women's sports and away from Sarah coming on, I, I think, you know, one of the cool topics that we, you know, I, I think is a big thing, too, is that I'd like to talk about in the future is – you know, the transitions of, uh, you know, of seeing more American players playing in the NHL from college and, oh, and instead sure. of playing, instead of playing major junior. But with that being said, you know, especially with me as a coach right now, it's something maybe because I've become, I've become so more used to it that you're having players that even at the college level, they want you to age out. I mean, I went right from prep school at 18 years old to division one college hockey, right? Which yeah. is great. Now yeah. it, you can't do that. You, I, I, you, you have, the, they want college kids now 20. The average age of a college hockey player as a freshman is 20 years old. Wow. Holy wow. Wait, wait. Yeah. yeah. They, they wait, they wait for you to age out before they want you to come now. If you have two years of juniors, no matter if you're playing private school, prep school, it, it's an amazing thing. And I, I think it's also with major junior now too, that's been a big change. And, and I don't know if you guys have ever looked at this or seen mm-hmm. this before, but it, it's happening a lot more. And, and I think to tell you the truth, it's hurting college players getting drafted. You're not seeing as many college hockey pro players getting drafted than we have seen in the past. And I don't know it's because if they're not, they don't think they're developing fast enough. But we used to see at least two, three guys. Danny Heatley, right? Uh, I mean, guys would go at Johnny Gaudreau, I, I going but, in the top, you know. But you know what? The, you know why I think that is, uh, Nikki? I think it's because if you look at Johnny Gaudreau, and uh, Sarah actually just got in here, so we're going to get her on in just one second. Uh, but you look at guys like Johnny Gaudreau, and I know as a Flames fan, I'm a huge Johnny Hockey uh, fan, we, we're scared that these guys are just going to go to four years of of the, of college and then become a free agent and we're starting to kind of see that happening and so maybe that is a real concern uh, around the league I'm not sure I mean obviously my expertise lend themselves to beer league so uh, I don't know the business side of things but as a fan uh, I that does scare me like when you get a guy I mean look at uh, Adam Fox for the Rangers same thing like the he basically 
forced himself to be traded out from the Calgary organization because he wanted to go play yeah, in the right. New York Rangers system, right? So, okay, let's no, bring right. let's, let's bring uh, Sarah in. Sorry, here. guys. It was just the thing I was thinking of. No, that's great. I, I think it's great. Great All topic. Right, clicking her in. Here she comes. Ba -ba 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 -ba. Sarah. Can you hear Jimmy Sarah? is another one. I like that conversation. What's up? Hey, what's going on? Hey, hey Sarah. Excuse my Hi, Sarah, my beautiful cousin. Week. How are you? <laughs> Do you remember this basement? <laughs> <laughs> I'm living here me now. Me too. Me too. <laughs> Love it. Uh, so we we, we kind of talked about you on the front end, but we, we said you know you're part of a podcast. Uh, too many men. Uh, you're at the All Star festivities. Uh, you know Nick Nick said that you uh, wrote for the Athletic, and so we're so stoked that you're uh, spending some time with us today to to talk to us about hockey. Uh, thank you very much for being here. Of course. Thanks for having me. Hey, no problem. So I guess we'll start. Uh, we'll we'll just kick it right uh, right off the start. Uh, you're looking pretty tan. How was Florida? <laughs> yeah, it was it was a time for sure. It's always so great to catch up with people with the things that are going on, and then you just see, oh yeah, this is why I love this again. It's like so many good people from the top to the bottom, and then of course seeing all the. It's about me and my media experience and the parties. Mm. No, it, it's awesome to see all the leagues stars and how the younger guys are kind of ushering in more personality. That, that was fun. Well, I think that's the big part of the game. And what we want to talk to you about is one thing that we're going to ask you about in a little bit is, is uh, how, how you think that the, the, the all-star game uh, promotes the game of hockey. And then we want to talk to you about, you know, uh, women in pro sport and how, uh, how that helps promote it and how it doesn't uh, too. We want to ask questions about that. But my number one burning question I want to ask you is what was your most surprising answer to what their favorite uh, Taylor Swift song was. It was just all of them not knowing one. Maybe they were just put on the spot and not expecting to be asked kind of a wild question. But I was so confused at how there were not even any good answers. Like somebody said, McDavid said 22, and he was like, why are you asking me? I'm like, whatever, because you need to be, we need you, more personality out of you, Connor. And then 100. I liked, yeah. I liked Jack Hughes's answer. He said, I can't name one song, but every time you go to any bar in America, you're going to hear a Taylor Swift song and then like a dubstep step remix. So I like that he gave you personality. <laughs> I was trying to think if yeah. I could name one, and then I was like, all right, I know Shake It Off. That's all yeah. I know. Yeah, there you go. At least I'm going to Shake It Off. That's like a drunk girl breakup anthem right there <laughs> and you know I which is why i know I it might know, you know? Experience. <laughs> yeah i i, I probably been there. can't name i probably can't name one but i like know the lyrics like if like he kicked it off like uh marry me julia that never that's a love story yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Mitch Martin said that one. yeah I, I feel like and, and i do like that we're trying to inject a little bit more personality because you're right mcdavid like bona fide superstar on the ice but off the ice, bona fide fourth line grinder when it comes to personality. Like he just Boring. doesn't. Yeah. And so like, mm -hmm. we want, like I'm from, I'm from this Oklahoma, right? That's I live in Calgary now, but I'm from Oklahoma and we want to be able to promote the game to people that don't know that much about it. And if I have to listen to Connor mm -hmm. McDavid talk, I'm just it's not, that's not it for me. I know. I've given him a lot of crap, though, and then I've heard a little bit off the record that he's actually has a really good personality, but it's kind of more the league. But I don't know. I believe that when I see it. I haven't really got to talk to him off the record, so I'm not sure. I can't confirm or deny that. Well, I think but I, I think but here's the thing is, too, guys, you have to understand. And I, I know maybe because I've seen this kid play since he was 16 years old. I was lucky to you know go watch him play major junior and things like that. But it. it 
he, the kid, you have he's 26 years old, guys. He's won four, uh, uh, four, uh, uh, what's it, four Art Ross and two uh, MVPs at by 26 years old. He's the only player that actually has a shot to break 150 points. The only player that's ever done that was Mario Lemieux in 1980 something. This is a kid that has literally carried the league and trying to carry an organization on his back. So I'm just saying what my point is, he's still only 26 years old. I think sometimes we forget that about him because he's done so much and and he's so much right, Sarah. I mean, I'm just saying, I trust me. I've heard other interviews here. The kids are done when you talk to him sometimes, right? (laughs) But at the same, but at the same time too, the kid is the league. I mean, he has the potential. He's not even, he hasn't even hit his ceiling yet in talent wise. And that's unbelievable. I know he keeps getting better. It's really insane. I feel like I have so normalized him in my head that like, I need to not do that because he's so good that I just get used to watching him skate circles around people. And I forget how good he is, but that's so true. I'd like to see him outside of Edmonton. Maybe that, because it's just kind of a dysfunctional I think also Canadian media is so much more harsh than than U.S. media. I mean, you look as a Flames fan, like Kachuk loves being in Florida because he just gets to drive his uh, golf cart around, and that's been ran down our throat for the, this whole year as Flames fans. Mm-hmm. And you, you know, are really the, bitter about that one. I, I'm <laughs> mad about Goudreau. I'm mad about Kachuk. Yeah. I'm mad about Fox. Listen, I'm mad. I'm mad that the Flames have never got to draft number one overall, and oh, never get go. a chance at Bedard. Because listen, here, tell me if I'm wrong here. Okay, disagree with me by blinking. Uh, <laughs> Bedard, Bedard's going to Arizona. It's just written in the script. Matthews is going to go there. That way they can build a new stadium. I'm telling you, I'm writing, I'm writing the future here for you guys. 100%. I think you're projecting a little yes. bit. I, I don't think that was <laughs> That's why I love you. <laughs> yeah. There's always what's good for the league, and then there's like, what are they actually going to do? And what's good for Nick? That's really right. what it comes well, down to. Well, what would be good for me went to the Flames and then Gaudreau came back and, and they all fit everyone under the salary cap. But I know that's not going to happen. So I have to just kind of... Sarah, do you see that he he just na- he just named off Gaudreau, Kachuk, all Boston guys. Do you notice this? It, it's a constant thing <laughs> I, here, I thought, especially I for Calgary. Kachuk, yeah, Kachuk, he grew up in Boston. Johnny Gaudreau, a Boston college guy. What's the, what's the matter here? You know what I mean? Well, did we just need to get everyone in We're Boston beefing. to play for the Flames. Right. Um, but anyway let's let's talk about uh, your experience outside of asking those guys questions and and just kind of what what were your what was your experience at the all-star game what do you think they did right and what do you think they they did wrong because let's face it for the uh, uh, hockey fan that just likes hockey I am not that into the all-star game and I think a lot of people share my sentiment yeah, we're all having the same take and then I get bored and annoyed and I like to flip it off on everybody. Like, yeah. I actually think I don't want to crap on the league too much because it is for kids, right? Like you think about what am I going to do? Like enjoy the all street. Like it's not really like for adults, but at the same time, this skills competition particularly was so bad. It was just not continuous. Like they wouldn't finish events. They did the goalie tandem thing and it was like they didn't announce who won the $30,000. They didn't announce the rules. And it just kind of felt maybe they did on TV and not where I was sitting, but it was just not mm. in a good in-game experience whatsoever. And I think the players were kind of – there was too much sitting yeah. around. It lasted for 
one too many hours. There's no reason a skills competition should last for three hours. And the golf part, I'm like, that, why wasn't that in the pregame show? I don't know. Yeah. yeah. I thought it was creative. I'll give them that. Yeah. I thought the golf thing was creative. I thought the hitting the surfboards was creative. I would have liked to see them like yeah. go for like each other's like more dunking involved. Um, the whole like acting out a skit thing was pretty weird. <laughs> but I like the standard yeah. that you keep they, the, like accuracy. You keep the. I didn't see off, any like, of this, like, and it sounds really fucking weird. Like I didn't, <laughs> I didn't see it. I didn't. I'm not an all star game. I was fan, texting but... you about it, like. But I'm saying, like, it's just like just hearing you guys talk about it. I'm just sitting here going, "What the fuck is going on?" Well, like she said, I it think is a lot of kids. the players felt that too. Yeah. Well, I, it is for kids, and yeah. I get that. And I, yeah. I think, like we're a beer league show, and so we try to look at things, you know, from the beer league perspective. And I've talked to so many people in pro organizations and say, well, "Hey, listen, I get, I get, you're trying to reach the kids, so they'll play hockey or they'll get their parents to." Uh, to to buy them this stuff but you know like beer leaguers are important too because we're the ones that buy the things for the kids so how right. come we can't market more to the adult mm -hmm. level hockey player and that's just not it and i know a bunch of those influencers that they have there what are your thoughts on having them there because it just seems like the, the way they do this stuff like I, who's the guy the always hockey guy that's just out there doing puck trip puck, puck tricks and he's just like it, it relates not like you can't use any of that actually in the game of hockey and i just look at it, i'm like why are we doing this? Like, why aren't we showing kids people who are actually good at real hockey? Oh, I don't know. I, I kind of like that take. I think it's kind of a boomer take, though. Just to, like, I, the little kids now, like, I was in Carolina when Svetch started doing the, um, the Michigan. And then I mm -hmm. went to some minor, not minor league, but um, kids games, like the Junior Canes, and they were all doing the Michigan. And it was mm -hmm. just a fun little thing. Yeah. I do understand what you mean, where it's like, you don't want the kids just thinking this is a league where everyone's going to pull off the Michigan and you're already seeing that kind of phase out with people fighting people for doing it. And mm -hmm. things. Like, that's why we love hockey. That's why we love hockey too. But at the same time, I like that there's new skills. Maybe they should have done a Michigan off or something. It did. I don't know. It, it just dragged on. There wasn't a lot of talk and the influencers. I know what you mean. Like the, um, Hey Barber guy. Yeah. Pavel and Nasher and, uh, yeah. Uh, they're, I love Nasher. They're both really Kane nice. They're, they're great the guys. People. Yeah, great guys. I've, I've met both of them. Like Kane Van Gate is another one. Yeah. But at the end of the day, it's like, uh, how is this? How is this making it? I guess, and maybe it is. Maybe that does entertain the seven, eight, nine, ten-year-olds. Well, but I, I, I think it's also too, Nikki. Like what I, I think Sarah's trying to say is too is that, it, it, like the kid that you're talking about. I never forget his name. He does all those tricks. I see that. He never played hockey, but he's really good at skating and he does the stick handling and he puts it up on his stick and all that kind of stuff. The one thing I do like about that, I'm just talking from a hockey perspective, is that it, it does allow kids to start thinking out of the box mm -hmm. as a hockey player. It start like, for instance, like Sarah's talking about the Michigan. Now, does anyone remember the original Michigan, why it's called the Michigan? No, it was done by, it, no, it's okay. No, it was done by a player by the name of Mike Legg in 1998. So you have to understand that was 1998 when the first time that was done in Michigan and Mike Legg played there. Great guy, great player. And that was, and that is now at this point in what, 2023, it's transformed over those days, right? Over those years, it, it becomes mm -hmm. a talent. It becomes something that you have to practice it becomes something that's actually done in a game yeah you're going to get your ass kicked probably for trying it but it's still being done and it's now becoming part of hockey 
what I'm trying to get at is, is that when you see players and you see influencers and guys like that doing things like that, it, it gets a young kid going, well, let me get creative here. It allows a player to kind of work on their hands a little bit more. It, 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 it allows them to maybe try things that, yes, you're not going to do in a game, but maybe actually figure something out that you can do in a game. I, I like it to the point of it allows you to think outside of the box. And, and I think sometimes with hockey, we get so it, it, right there. You play mm-hmm. defense, you play offense, you shoot the puck, you hit, you fight, get out, go sit on the bench. So you'd like to see more developing it. Yeah. It's got to start developing. And I think that's the ice too. Not kind of, well, that's what I think just with the all-star game. That's what they're trying to do as well. They're trying to get the game. It progressed, right? I mean, players are getting bigger. They're getting stronger. They're getting faster. I I mean, the game now is so frigging fast. It's unbelievable. But at the same time too, you've got to re, you know we've got to get going here we, we've got to start bringing yeah. up we the players of the younger guys got to start getting to that level and we've got to start entertaining yeah. more so i i think they're trying to do they're setting the bar here and they want it here but they're you know with all yeah. game they're being so ridiculous that because of the fact that they want to try to get it to a level where everybody's watching it the other thing too is that if you're, you know, we also, what you were saying before, Nikki, is that is that is there is there anything that they could do that would make you interested in it? Because, I, you know, and what and what then does it really matter? You know what I mean? Is maybe just true. make it about the kids. And for me, you know, like I just, you know, I have a, I have a you know five six days off of watching hockey or whatever. I do something else. Mm-hmm. I check in with my family, see how they're doing. Yeah. You know, and 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 I you just, know who would like to do that. The players at the game, like I know. Yeah. aren't thrilled about <laughs> going to it. Well, didn't like, they... How do you fix that? Maybe don't do it on the bye week. Maybe do it yeah. at a different date so they actually care about it because that's the biggest issue to me. Like, Definitely. who could blame them? Like, even when right. I was co- like a beat reporter covering one team, it's like I'm not going to the All Star game. See you guys later. And I know some coaches who weren't thrilled about going this year. So, and I totally who could blame them? There's no, that, and there's totally. also it was ESPN's first year. So I think they were trying really hard. And sometimes you can tell when people are trying really hard and it's not panning out. Yeah. And yeah, you know, yeah. to answer your question, I do, I do like three-on-three hockey. I think it's, it's exciting. I, obviously, I like offense. I like seeing that. I mean, that's why I don't watch soccer because there's not enough goals being scored. And so the three-on-three, and, and I get it, uh, even Canada, even living in Canada, now you're seeing Hockey Canada kind of transition to that three-on-three stuff that USA Hockey is doing growing up because – they want to have the players playing with the puck more. Whoa. So I do like the three-on-three. Three. It's just all the extra stuff just kind of turns me on. It, 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 it's just not for me, and I'm not saying it's not for the good for the sport. I'm just asking, how is it good for the sport? How is it furthering the sport? Yeah. Do they still find people for – not going because for a while they were fining or suspending or something like that when because players were like faking injuries and stuff because they didn't want to go they're just like oh yeah i got a yeah. i got a knee thing like can't, mm, i can't my make it muscle hurt sorry yeah yeah exactly it's a one I, game th- penalty it is still doing that okay I a one sure. game penalty. Wow. Okay. yeah sarah what did you think what you think what you think of sarah nurse uh, being there and how oh she competed God. and what 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 do you think and i'm being honest what do you think it has to do with women's hockey and do you think what do you think of women's hockey at the stage right now i mean we'd love to dive into that a little bit well here's a little canton connection do you know ryan burke yeah ryan burke 
Yeah, um, his son Patrick is in the Department of Players. Yeah, I, actually I, I dated that his. Whole I thing. dated his older. I dated his older sister. Oh. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> so he does. So, so the answer is yes. Yeah, he does it. know. Yeah. 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 Of course, Nikki well, Boston knows him. Go. He knows everyone. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, he kind of coordinated that whole thing, and it was cool to see that pan out the way it did. They were on the red carpet, and I think. Oh, people are saying they let her win or whatever. That, like, just shut up. I hate that there's a discourse around all of it. I thought it was a cool moment, and people have to ruin it by talking about it in either which way, whether you thought whatever or not. It's not that freaking serious, and I loved seeing her there. I think she's so cool, and everything she and some of the other women, Hillary Knight, are doing for the league. Like, you see Hillary Knight on social media. She's always doing these TikTok yeah. things and, like, having yep. these brand deals, and I think the brand deals and stuff are really – and the women have not an advantage of that, but like they take more opportunities with those things because they don't make enough money as it is. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's cool don't. to see them kind of pioneer all this stuff. Yeah. See, and that's and yeah, that's I mean, a good. It's good that you said that because that was my one question: is how, how does how does that how do you feel that is furthering the game? Because like you said, I I did see a lot of discourse, and of course you're going to have the crumpy old men that are like, oh, women don't belong here. But what, that's it's just not true. But then you you also see the other side, like the, the the side of the old men are this side, and then the women on this side saying, oh yeah, so they brought them out, and then they're just letting them win. So they're even they're even belittling women in that way. And I'm just like, mm-hmm. oh, how do you win here? How do you? Win? <laughs> yeah, there's an obvious like well, it's people really are talking obvious when they let you when they just kind of let you skate in and do whatever. I love it when a guy still plays me, but he recognizes the like size difference, right? Most guys I play against are a foot taller than me, 50 pounds heavier. I appreciate when they don't like play the body as hard, but I still want them to play the body. I still want a goalie to try. Yeah. I've never had a goalie. I think actually like back off completely. Cause then I would score a million goals. Like, no, they, they play me in beer league just as hard, if not harder than the guys. Cause they're like, Oh, I don't want a girl to score on me. Yeah. So, like, I think the goalies were trying I think we, ish, yeah. but just as much as they were trying for the other nope. guys, too. A hundred percent. We hockey players, no matter if you're a woman or a man, are competitors. And people that don't play and just complain on the sidelines understand that. You're so right with that. And your other point is so true that nobody was trying for anything. So, it's not like they were mm-hmm. trying less. But a lot of them are... Maybe a few drinks in, like having fun where they can with their friends in Florida. Like they, they it wasn't yeah. like life or death. <laughs> For sure, and that, and that, and that's all. It's just, it's so crazy how like like how like the the women on this side and the men on this side. Like how do you further the sport when no matter what you do, everybody is going to complain. It, it's absolutely wild to me. Yeah, you showcase yeah. them like yeah. involving them in skills competition. Fastest well, skater, accuracy, accuracy shooting. You don't necessarily have to put them up against the NHL players, but put them up against other women. Like show the show the young organizations, show the girls organizations, even show us adult women teams that like you don't have to always be competing against the guys in like in order to be entertaining, so to speak. But it's 100%. nice to see them out there. It's it is really nice because if you did an All Star Weekend for the women's um, National Hockey Leagues, like you're not really going to get anybody to come out and do that. So this is a great forum for them, I think. I also think like in the NBA, how much the not that it's all about this either, but how like the NBA players support the WNBA, show up to the games. Obviously, um, you, you got a few Kyrie Irving 
spent millions on their salaries and stuff, whatever you say about him, he, he did that. And they showed their support. So I'd like to see, and you see that a, a few times, like obviously Amanda Kessel's brother, Phil, you might've heard of him, shows out and wears yeah. Yeah. her jersey sometimes, um, Jesse Comper, you've got a few. And it's nice for them. Like I saw a picture of Mitch Marner and Sarah Nurse. And it's just nice because all the like misogynist haters, it's like, no, your favorite player loves these girls. Mm -hmm. So- what does that say about For you? Sure. Exactly. Well, didn't didn't um, didn't a woman too? I mean, I, I might be wrong here. Sorry. A woman just signed uh, two hundred thousand on the P Dub in, yeah. in the women's yeah. hockey league, which is yes, kind of I cool. I, I'm just saying because I was I was just up in Buffalo. Yeah, I was just up in Buffalo, and they had the Buffalo Buttes right there. And a buddy of mine is their assistant coach. I played with the Merrimack Jeff State. And, you know, and it was kind of cool to see that because, but I, I you know, Jess, I, I agree with you that I, and Sarah, I, that's pretty cool because I think they, Sarah, they've got to get behind the professional women's hockey league. There's got to be a, there's got to be some sort of relationship between the NHL and the pro women's hockey league. There has to be something yeah. there. There has to be more support and, because you're seeing, mm-hmm. I mean, as younger as, as a coach, real quick, as a coach, I'm seeing some young women hockey player that are blowing the doors off of some of these younger men, uh, younger guys. Now I know once puberty hits and stuff like that, you know, bodies develop and change and weight and hitting like you're saying, Jeff, but women, there's some young, really, really awesome young women's hockey players out there that I'm seeing in youth leagues at 11, 12, 13, that are just fantastic skaters and players and they're playing with boys. And I know that's gonna change, but there's gotta be some help from the NHL. The NHL has been, they've been pretty hesitant because there's been two leagues and I totally get that. So I think they just all need to sit, I don't know. And I don't have the answers clearly. They've tried this, but it's like, they need to figure that out, how to get one league where everybody feels supported and we can all get behind it, you know, and support. For sure. And outside of the game, uh, the, the on ice product, Let's talk about the off-ice product where, where you come in and the influx of women into the sport and in the journalism side of things. I just kind of want to talk to you about that, your journey into uh, the journalism side of things. The one question I asked uh, Nick uh, when he said, oh, my cousin will come on. I'm like, well, does she play hockey? And he said, no, she's never played hockey, but she loves the game. And now she's doing this. So how did you get into the journalism side of hockey? Yeah, it's funny. I went to Penn State and they went from club to D1 when I was there. So I had friends on the team that were obviously guys, they were like, come to the game or whatever. And I had been working for a blog called Onward State that covers sports, but I was doing more like general news stuff, trying to figure out, I wasn't working. It was like a student run newspaper that a lot of my friends were on. And they were like, why don't you try out and hang out with us? So it all kind of came weirdly together. Right? I always loved to write. Like you always, you knew that, Nick. I always loved to read and write and stuff. Always. And I loved sports. Like I played the cross. Smart, smartest, smartest, smartest family member ever. That's <laughs> <laughs> not what I said before we started recording. Yeah. So, yeah, of yeah. course. Yeah. <laughs> but I loved that stuff. I loved sports, even though I wasn't great at hockey. I was, I was okay at lacrosse and I always just kept an interest. And then I jumped on the opportunity to go to the hockey games and it's like, Hey, why don't I cover this team? and start writing about hockey. And it was interesting to me, not just the on-ice stuff. It was also, okay, how did they get the funding? It was like Terry Pagula. And how did they get this arena? And who are they like? Who are they hiring? I just thought the behind the scenes stuff was so fascinating. And then, sorry, I'm still losing my voice from the All-Star game. But then 
the years just went on, I kept covering this team and it started to be evident that I was kind of gaining a follower following on Twitter. And John Butchigross actually reached out to me before I had too much of a following. He was like, Hey, keep up the good work. You're doing great. And I was just like, what the hell? Like I was so shocked that he would reach out to me. And then I got a job offer to come cover the penguins and I did a few trial things for them and at this point I was failing math and I was going to drop out of college I was like let me just go cover this team and I have not needed to get a degree since it's just perfect then oh great whirlwind awesome so what's been your what's been your also I was a big influence here too let's not go there yeah yeah, you know what I mean I needed to impress my cousin Nick. That was my number one priority. <laughs> Please. Uh, so, so what's been like your favorite, like in all those so Penn State up until the All Star Game, and let's not say All Star Game because that's probably a pretty big one. What's been your favorite, your favorite thing that you've covered in in the sport? Oh, oh, that's a tough one. Oh, there's so many. Obviously, Game Seven Leafs Bruins was pretty big, just because it was my first story I can remember a player like banking with the writing that it's all about that, but it was part of a special moment and it made me feel like, Oh, this is why I'm in it. I want to have people's like special moments commemorated. And then mm-hmm. when I got to the hurricanes, um, hmm, I think the storm surge, like knowing things were going to be special. And it, it was my first story that like nobody, I was on the hurricanes plane and nobody was really covering them and they hadn't made the playoffs for so many years and I just thought to myself oh this is going to be a special team I absolutely love Rod Brindamore and getting to be along for the ride of him bringing like excellence back to this franchise was really really special because it was unique it wasn't like in the Bruins locker room it was 700 other people trying to cover this but in Carolina it kind of felt like I got to bring people along and I took pride in that so how do you handle like I'm sure, I'm sure you have a favorite team and, and maybe it's Boston because you're a Boston person. How, how do you like how do you how do you like let's say they your your favorite team is playing a team you're actually working for like how do you how do you separate that that uh, fanaticism from your workism? It's funny because this is probably the number one question that people ask me, but I don't know what it is. Mm-hmm. I genuinely don't have. A, I mean, I obviously grew up being obsessed with the Bruins, but. Mm-hmm. I think once you get to know these guys and the connections you make around the league, it's more about, and the tediousness of having to write a story after 82 games and you're traveling with them and whatever, you're ending up rooting for all the good people you know in the league. You're ending up rooting for an interesting story and you're ending up rooting for like not a shootout. (laughs) Oh, you're not a shootout fan. Yeah. No, because then it's like, 10 p.m. and you're like, all right, let's oh, get this gotcha. show on the road. I was gonna say it's because it stretches everything out longer. Yeah, yeah. There's yeah. Nikki. There's there's a really cool picture of my cousin Sarah that I always love because she's 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 little, right? She's not tall. She's little, right? And <laughs> you see her in the locker room, and you see all. I think it was with Chara. I can't remember. I think I still yeah. have it, Sarah. Was it Chara? And you yeah. see everybody, everybody like trying to get in and then you see my cousin my little cousin Sarah just coming like a bolt and just stick that thing right in his face and, and he actually talking to her instead of you know everybody around him and, and it was really cool to see because everybody else basically around her was a man right yeah. and it, yeah. it, Sarah had to kind of fight her way through that right and I was really yeah get I was in scared there. It, it was just awesome it was awesome yeah, to I love see, the confidence though 
Well, it was battling, I it was no fighting, choice. it was, go, she <laughs> yeah. went after what she wanted, it, you know, she's got two older brothers who are pains in my asses, she's, uh, you know, she's fought for everything she's ever wanted, she's always done things her own way, and I, I, I was, I'm always very proud of whenever I see anything that she does, and I, I love her to death, and when I get to see her, you know, really fight and really do what she's doing. It, it's just awesome to see. And it, it's a really cool picture. And I'll have to see if I can find it because I, I think yeah. I have it saved somewhere. I've heard you. Yeah, most battling definitely. Battling to get that interview. Battling to get that interview was just awesome to see. I think it's still my Facebook profile. Topic. I'm not sure. I haven't updated that in a minute. Behind that was, it was my first time ever interviewing him. And I was so scared because it's all also like reporters that I've looked up to my whole life too. But somehow I was the first one there because I was looking around and everyone was interviewing Bergeron or something. I was like, let me get Shara. And I go over and I'm like, shit, he can tell I'm nervous. And I'm not usually like that. Like I can interview anybody I don't really know. But the first time, like I met Chris Chilios this weekend and I was like, I have to tell you, I can't act normal right now. I'm so nervous. He was so cool, but whatever. Every time I first meet somebody, I get a little nervous, <laughs> but somebody that I really like. But anyway, I was like shaking and he was like, Hey, and points to the TV and goes, I think we're going to be on TV. And it made me laugh because he was like trying to like calm me down. So he's a very humble guy. I love Chara. Yeah. That's a, that's a funny story. All right. So like, when you look at like Nick, Nick's on our show and obviously Nick's like the, the, the high level hockey guy. And we, we all have things like we can pick on with each other. Like look at Kevin in the middle. He's got a ficus in the background. So we make fun of him for that. Uh, and, <laughs> it's not a ficus. I love the setup. Yeah, Thank and then, you. Uh, Thank you very much. Sarah. Yeah. And then, then for me, like, I'm not very good at hockey, but like I do hockey for a living. So people can make fun of me for hockey. We need something embarrassing about Nick that we can make fun of him. So why don't you give us the most embarrassing story <laughs> that you I have like about look Nick. on his face. And this is an extension, oh, this is, this is Where an extension we going of the this? locker room. So you can say whatever you want. Oh my, I'll have to think about this actually. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll see you at Christmas. <laughs> I'll, I'll be in Boston in two months there, kiddo. <laughs> I'll call your mother right now. <laughs> Well, you got our Twitter handle, so. I I don't think I can even, I I can't think of a story that wouldn't be like, don't say that. Oh, you should hear the story. You should hear the story details. Well, I I did tell about the, I I did tell them the accident one when I got hurt with the testicle. I told them that story. But there was also a. Go ahead. Can I tell them this? When. Is this live or you no? No, it's, no. I can edit it out if it's if it's bad. <laughs> Didn't you bring a girl home one day and she ended up in your parents' bed? Yes. Go ahead. Tell that. Oh. One. <laughs> no. I think that's all I have from the story. But yes, yes. Oh, you I, if you want me to tell, so I, I, I brought this girl home. She was a model and she was gorgeous. She was from Louisiana. The whole thing. I was, I was, I was staying at my family's. It was like early twenties. Uh, and down here in Florida and I was still living in Boston, but so me and the girl went out to have a couple of drinks and the girl, like, uh, so the next morning she slept over, whatever the next morning, my, (laughs) I see my mother and father, you know, they're just kind of talking, they're being fine. And then the girl leaves and my mother looks at me like she wants to just slap me. (laughs) So I guess what happened was the girl got up in the middle of the night to go to the bathroom. And again, she was drunk. She, instead of coming back to my room, she went into the bedroom, my parents' bedroom, and tried to sleep <laughs> next to my father. 
And, <laughs> and my father was like, uh, whoa, 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 whoa. And, she, and she was, you know, she wasn't fully dressed, right? So it, it was. This is great. <laughs> and you have to know my I hope father, she's too, to right? This. That'd be awesome. Uh, yeah, you have, you have yes. to know my father, too, because he's a big, heavy set Italian guy. You know what I mean? And he, he wears glasses. And if he doesn't wear his glasses, he can't see shit, right? If, <laughs> I mean, he, he, it's, it's hilarious. So, yes, that was one. I thought she was going to tell a story about when I stayed there, when I stayed at their house for the summer. Well, we, we can tell I that one. she was I... upstairs. Oh, God, I barely remember that. I am, like a bad memory of my childhood. So I don't know what that means. <laughs> I barely remember you have, that. You have two idiots for brothers. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Sarah, are you are you do you do you live in Boston still? In my parents' basement right here where he used to oh. live. <laughs> oh, okay. Nice. We'll we'll actually We're all be full right. circle right now. I don't know if Jess, Jess are you going to the Boston tournament? Oh, I'm trying to actually yeah. So we're we're oh doing about God, like do we, we do these we do these tournaments, Sarah, where like you don't need a team. Uh, players just register and then we make teams by beer chugging contest on Friday night. And then everyone has like, <laughs> oh a, you get, you get a, like a themed uniform. So we're doing like famous bars in Boston, but we're going to be in Boston on St. Patty's day. So if you're around, I'll hit you up and oh. maybe you'll come out and, wow. uh, and be a, a pinch beer chugger for us. Oh yeah. Oh my God. Awesome. I'd love nothing more. Yeah. Well, Sarah, I might be up there yeah. anyways, because uh, I told you I got the job. Uh, in the NCDC, so yeah. uh, I'll be up there. Uh, I should be up there March first, anyways, and we can kind of figure it out as well. Yeah, that'd be cool. So, awesome. well, I don't yeah, want to take up. I don't, don't want to take up too much more of your time because I know you're busy and you you, you kind of do hockey, you know, twenty four seven probably answering social media has just got to be a pain in the ass. So, uh, <laughs> I just want to say thank you for coming on and, and sharing your story with us. And if you ever had any anything you want to promote, uh, actually tell people about your podcast too, so people can go check it out. Yeah, Too Many Men. It's a part of the Levitard and Friends Network. If you guys know Dan Levitard, it's been an absolute... I was just there last week for the first time. They're based in Miami, and it's been a blast working with them, a dream, things of that nature. It's been amazing. I also work for Bleacher Report Open Ice, so we're trying to make hockey a little bit fun. That's where you can find my articles. But, yeah, I'm kind of testing the new waters after being a beat reporter for a while, so... Having a good time. <laughs> yeah, good well, time. Sarah, yeah, Sarah, I love you. And tell your mother and father I said love hello. You. And let me know if you need anything too. And uh, I'll talk to you soon, right? I mean, because we got Mark. Mark's having yeah. the baby, and then Haley, Haley's having the baby mm -hmm. here too. So we've got a mm -hmm. uh, we've got a couple a of things. And you, you, yeah, a lot of babies. And we got that thing in June. We got to go to as well, right? You're gonna be around for that. Yeah. I will be. Okay. Okay. Sarah, well, it was nice to meet you. Us. Say, say hi to your mom and dad. Love you. Yeah. 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 Take a black light to the wall. Love you. Send pictures so much to us. Thanks. Love you. Thanks, Sarah. Bye, Sarah. Bye. All right, uh, that was Sarah. So uh, I'm glad she came on to join. I mean, obviously, just different insight from inside hockey stuff we don't normally get to see. Right. So Nick, thanks for hooking us up with. Yeah, for uh, sure. With yeah, Sarah for sure. And, that was and, awesome. Uh, I'm glad she was able to tell us a funny story about you, since you're always telling. She's stories. a rock star. Yeah, and she's. You have to understand, she's like, uh, what am I? Uh, I'm 42. She's on. She's like 30. So she's like, it's like a 12, 15 year difference, you know. There. So <clears throat> her, she's got two brothers that are older that are like kind of like my little brothers. Uh, one's a New York firefighter, um, and, and nice. stuff like that too. And Sarah's always been done her own thing, right? Yeah. She's been Sarah, uh, you know, 
She's massively smart. She's always just done, you know, instead of the boys with the Italian thing and everything, Sarah's always done her own thing. And I've always been so proud and happy for her. You know, I'm considered, the, like I said, the older cousin. And, you know, I don't like all my cousins, but for her, I, I've beaten the piss out of a couple of guys. And she's, uh, yeah, she, she's my little, uh, she's my little rock star right there. There's a cool picture. Of, awesome. There's a picture of all the cousins right there. And the, of when she was a baby and she's, she's sitting on my shoulders. So she's, 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 and I love her to death. Awesome. Well, I have a new segment for BLPA called Family and Friends, and you also get to bring childhood photos of yourself (laughs) and your cousins, and we'll just share it. (laughs) Perfect. Uh, But uh, other than that, guys, I mean, we got a lot of stuff going on, and I I hope you guys come out and join us. If you're in Savannah, I'll see you uh, shortly. Sounds like Nick's going to be in the Boston area when we're in... when we're in Boston. So maybe we can get him out to the draft party. Maybe he can even play. Uh, maybe we can get Sarah out there to drink some beers with us and, and, you know, tell people about the draft experience. Cause it's one of those things that in the hockey world, not many people know about and we need more people to know about it. So they'll come out and just, you know, more, the more friends uh, make the experiences more fun. So um, other than that, uh, anybody got anything to add before we leave for this week? Wish me luck in Canada this weekend. I'm going out to go Canada, Canada. Uh, Brampton outside of Toronto for. Yeah. Uh, I think it's like 16 women tournament. I don't, I've never been to Canada this time of year. So I'm afraid I'm going to freeze awesome. today. Brampton, Brampton's a cool little place. Jess. It's a cool little place. I've got some you got any recommendations. Great... Let me know. I, I heard that there's like I'll, an outdoor let... skating next to the there is. Rink that we're playing at. Let me, um, let me, let me reach out to, I got a couple of buddies who played from, who are from Brampton who played at the name Marco Rosa and stuff like that. They have a, uh, I think it's an AJ team right there. Uh, okay. But it's a it's a great little town, and, and it definitely cool. is. And if I find anything out, I'll reach out to you. But okay, um, sounds good. Th- that should be a lot. That sounds like a lot of fun. Yeah. yeah. So I did the Vegas Women's Classic two weekends ago, which is a blast. They get a whole bunch of teams from all over the country. It's a really big. I I challenge. It might be one of the biggest, if not the biggest, women's um, tournament that's out there for adults and it's just so much fun and just so much competition and it's a really good time. But so this is more of like a small local one. So I, we probably will get our asses handed to us because we're playing Canadians and we're all Americans. So, but we'll have fun. We always win it. Yeah. We always win at having fun. Not yeah. necessarily on the scoreboard. We always win at drinking. Yes. Just as a drinker. So, all right, well, we'll, yeah. we'll see you guys uh, next, next week. We'll have what Yabo on next week. Yeah, I'll get Yabo on next week. And then um, there's a guy, too, I want to probably try to get on to, uh, Trevor Gillies. Uh, and then the week after that, if you know, know Trevor, Google him as well, too. He's an NHL tough guy and stuff, but he's got a pretty cool story and, um, uh, you know, and, and things like that. And I'm going to try to get uh, Georgie Paros on here, too. I don't know if you guys know George Paros. Yeah, by the gentleman guy. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, the cool thing, the cool thing about George too is one of the toughest guys ever to play in the NHL, and he's got a degree from Princeton. So it, it's always the big joke <laughs> with that, right? <laughs> yeah, that's that's unusual. That's definitely yeah, unusual. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, he's a, he, uh, he, he played at Princeton for four years. He's got a degree from Princeton, and ends up becoming an NHL tough guy. So it's always yeah. a big joke, like, what are you doing doing that? But we've got we're going to have some really cool people on, like uh, you know, that I've worked out here and. Um, you know, and whoever I can get else I can get on, but we're going to have some really cool people in the lineup in the next couple of weeks. And um, that's why I'm happy to be here. 
Perfect. Awesome. All right, guys. Well, uh, until next week, everyone uh, stay safe. Hopefully I'll see you in Savannah. If not, we'll see you on next week's episode where we'll be back live on Facebook. I was just on hotel internet, and I didn't know if the hotel internet could handle all the feeds at, at one time. So uh, other than that, guys, uh, thank you very much, and be good or be good at it. <laughs>